This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for you to meet our guest today, Becca Carnahan. I think that you're going to love her energy, and we're going to talk about looking for new work, a new job as a mother. So I interview a lot of entrepreneurs because admittedly, I'm an entrepreneur and I have been for a long time, even before I was a coach. So the topic of looking for corporate work, nonprofit work, it's a little outside of my zone of genius. (laughs) And so every once in a while, I love getting someone on the podcast who this is their work, because I know that there are those of you listening who aren't entrepreneurs and who might be blaming sort of not fun work situations on a lot of things that are happening in your life. And Becca is going to show you, first of all, how not to do that and how to ask for what you want. And also if the place where you are isn't serving you, isn't letting you show up as the mother you want to be, how to find a place that will. And so I'm so excited for this conversation because she totally believes and has worked with so many women, so she's seen it happen, that flexibility and fulfillment can be part of your job 100%. And I have to say, it's been really fun in Flow 365, actually in the past 90 days, uh, watching a couple of our members applying for jobs and really figuring out where they want to go. Many of them who are doing this had stayed home for a while with kids and had degrees in what they were doing. And a couple, two people actually found work um, that they're loving and that's different and that's unexpected and they're very surprised. And there are others who are searching for what's next. And it's just a really fun process to witness um, and to see how how many different chances we have. You know, there's so many, there's so much opportunity and I'm watching my now 18-year-old go off to college and we talk a lot about, you know, he talks a lot. He leads the conversation of what's next. And it's amazing how school and society, how we're so conditioned to think that any choice we make is forever. And I really don't believe that's true. And Becca really helps me unpack this on today's episode. So I'm going to get to introducing you to her in one sec. I want to get her on the show as soon as possible. Um, But I have one announcement, which is this. We've just opened up 10 spots in Flow 365. 
So if you think one of them is yours, please reach out, go to the website, look at the page, email us, make a book a call with us, whatever you need to do to make that space yours. We would love to have you. Um, It is a particularly amazing time in there right now. So we would love to welcome you in. And we take a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast and what we're doing in Flow 365 is we're actually, you know, making them happen. We're making them, yeah, we're making them happen. And sometimes that's by having accountability to like the actual things of, okay, I'm in this case, I'm going to talk about looking for work because I'm talking to Becca. I'm looking for a new job. And that means that I want to have a a new resume and that I need to find the jobs and all the things. Or maybe I have to go talk to some friends who are in different lines of work. And it can also mean, wow, I need some alone time to really consider what's next. Or I'm really needing it to lean into my marriage or to my relationship with one of my kids. So there's so many different facets of our lives as women who wear a lot of hats. And that's really what we look at and explore and uncover and discuss and plan for in Flow 365. And we're all there for each other, cheering each other on. All right. So Becca, Becca Carnahan is a career coach. She's an author and she is a mom of two. And she specializes in helping millennial and Gen X women make big changes and find more joy and fulfillment in their careers. You'll see that she leads with a lot of enthusiasm and she brings her expertise that she gained over 14 years um, in professional development at the Harvard Business School. So I'm super excited for you to meet her. So with no further ado... Let's get Becca on the show. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Becca. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. Oh my gosh. So it's funny because I don't think that I've had so many, I have so many conversations. I've had all of two, but I feel like very often I cater the material here to entrepreneurs because that's just how I've, that's who I've always been. I think I had a job for like two years after college. And ever since then I've owned companies. So, um, I feel like when I'm talking about work in, in our planning process, a lot of times what pops into my head is entrepreneurship. And because mm-hmm. for me, that was sort of the solution to freedom. So when I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to get her on the show because I know that I have many listeners. I definitely have many people um, in my programs who are still seeking this amazing level of freedom and fulfillment and want to do that working at a job. And yeah. um, I feel like I have less value to give on that front. So I'm so glad to have you here. So tell everybody a little bit about um, you both as a mother and what you do for work, just so we can get the basis of it. And then let's dive into some some of the content. Absolutely. Uh, so again, my name is Becca Carnahan. I have uh, two kids. I'm a mom of a seven-year-old and an almost six-year-old. They are Ooh, that's 15, close. Oh yeah. <laughs> apart, things got real in the Carnegie house for a little while. Um, but now it's awesome. They do a lot of the same activities. So it's perfect. Um, I am a career coach and I am the founder of 
my company, Next Chapter Careers. I've been in the career development space for a long time, about 14, 15 years or so, um, but really specifically started this business because having kids was a big inflection point for me. And I realized that I wanted to have a fulfilling career. I wanted flexibility. And I was talking with a lot of other moms at playgrounds and they would say like, oh, you work in career services. Can we talk about that? Um, because I'm also trying to figure out what's next in my career. My life is changing a little bit. And I was like, oh gosh, these are my people. I really need to use my background in career development to help other moms figure this out. Awesome. So awesome. that's really what I specialize in is helping moms find fulfilling jobs that they love without giving up the flexibility that they need. All right. Awesome. So let's talk about those two words a little bit, fulfillment and flexibility, because I feel like those are these sort of elusive words that we kind of all want, no matter what we do for work, whether that's Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, motherhood, or a job. Um, And and it, it's, you know, it, it means something very specific, I think, especially when you're we're thinking about work and home. And I think very often as women, we're kind of convinced that we have to choose, yes. you know, it's like fulfillment at home or fulfillment at work or, mm-hmm. you know, like, so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a big question that people have, right? They, they say these words, a lot of people will say these words, like I want to feel fulfilled and I want flexibility. And the first question that I'll always ask when I'm talking with with a coaching client, or even when I'm just getting nosy um, at the playground, talking to <laughs> uh, I'll say, okay, what, what does fulfillment look like to you? And for a lot of them, I take a pause and be like, well, I mean, I just, I want to feel good about what I do. And then I push a little bit more um, and talk, have more of that conversation because fulfillment looks very different to, to different people. And yeah. fulfillment is a big word. It's an important word. But when you break it down is what is it that you really, what are the skills that you want to be using on a regular basis? Who are the people that you want to be surrounding yourself with? What is the impact you want to be making? What are the different factors that play into fulfillment for you from a job perspective, from a life perspective? So that's a lot of what I do in in coaching and and through my, uh, my group program is to help people figure out, okay, what does fulfillment actually look like for me? So that I know if I'm trying to get there, I know where there is. Yeah. And, and is I'm there taking specific steps, you know? Yeah, I love that. And is do you find that there's anything specific that comes up a lot for people? Like, like just I just because I think we tell ourselves a lot of stories about hour, like how many hours we work and you know, um, how we want to be spending our time. Is there anything that comes up quite often for women that like, once they, once they really do this work, they're like, Oh, actually like this way thing is like this. And this thing is actually like this. And it's a little different than what I thought. Yeah. Um, a big thing around flexibility for sure. Um, so kind of to switch gears, talk about that word, and then we can flip back over yeah. to fulfillment too. Um, when I push on the flexibility question, it's not that people want to be just like, sitting around like watching Netflix all day and have that be considered flexible. No, they want to work and do really, really good work and use their skills in a way that that feels good to them. But for a lot of people, they want to get their kids off the school bus. They want to go to soccer practice at 4 p.m. And these just aren't things that are too much to ask for. Yeah, People are looking to 
they might be willing to start work a little bit early or hop online a little bit later after the kids go to bed to finish up something. They just they want to have a little bit of that afternoon time with their kids. And some of it's logistical and some of it's just to be present in the way they want to be. Um, so those are some of the big themes I see around flexibility. And we can talk about. Uh, yeah, well, and, and it's, it's so interesting because it's like. I don't know what initially comes to mind when you say that is like, there's probably not a man who wouldn't just ask for that. <laughs> and yet, oh, like, we feel yeah. like we've like, you know, it's an inconvenience and we shouldn't do it. And oh, yet all oh, we really yeah. have to do is ask. Yeah. That, that's a huge part of it is like feeling like, Oh, I shouldn't ask because like, I, I want to, I want to, I want to be a helper. I want to be like showing that I'm, I'm doing my best work, but in some cases it's, it's simply asking within your yeah. current job and doing some job crafting, which is really a whole interesting thing, a way of viewing this, that you yeah. can craft your, your current job to be more fulfilling and more flexible. Um, yeah, interesting. Or finding companies that have these as their core values, that they want their more results focused rather than FaceTime focused um, so that you can be doing really good work. And they don't mind, they don't care at all. Kind of when you're doing your work, it's a little bit more asynchronous. There's not the meetings are more towards a certain hour of the day, and then later on in the afternoon, yeah, go do your thing. And as long as your work gets done, great, that's good. Um, so that's kind of the the flexibility, and then fulfillment is just can be so varied. And I think one of the the big categories that I focus on with people is like, how do you want to spend your time? And that is really a fulfillment question of like. What are the skills you want to use? What are the activities that actually bring you energy versus suck it dry? Uh, and that's different for different people. But once you tap into that, but also the impact you want to be making, and it doesn't yeah. have to be within a nonprofit. It can just be like, who are the people that you want to serve? What are the problems that you want to solve? Um, those big categories can lead to more fulfillment too. I love that. So I love that so far we've like, if somebody's like at a job, um, <laughs> they can maybe even stay because there's a way to craft that. And actually I've seen that in, um, we have a current member of flow right now who literally works for what you would think would be the most inflexible institution because it's a government run one. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing to watch as like, basically she was watching all these entrepreneurs do all this stuff. And she was like, Oh, I want more projects like that. And she started making all these projects and doing them. And so finding this like fulfilling creative side of her job, which wasn't feeling so creative when she yeah. came in, which is so cool that you, you can do that. So, okay. So we're talking a lot about sort of this balance of work and motherhood. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of fascinating because I think we sometimes forget us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, whether we're entrepreneurs or not, or what we're choosing is that it's like, if I'm not at work, I'm with the kids. Yeah. And so I'm just going to make the plug for everyone who's like doing all their fulfillment things. Like we're allowed to be fulfilled by like our own hobbies, by our yes. relationships with our spouses, by going to the gym um, and by mm -hmm. our work. Like that's the most surprising thing that I, I run into a lot is like this, like, um, this pushback on, you know, even for like, from like entrepreneurs who were so excited to start what they did. And then it's like feeling guilty about wanting to do that 
you know, in the evening to catch up because they've been at at four. And like, sometimes even like work can be good and fulfilling, you know, and and it's like, when we really get clear on what it is, that's going to fulfill us and understanding that we have the time to make that happen. I think that's where the magic. If you're loving what you're doing, you want to hop on and do like, and do more of it. That's a good thing. We should be celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, If it's work and it's making you money, like, cool that you're doing something that you love and you're making money doing it. Uh, and I just don't, I think that is, can be really key to fulfillment. You don't have to be doing work that you love every second of the day. It's good to take other breaks and do other things um, that you aren't getting paid for. Also. Um, it's important, but don't shame yourself for wanting to do the work that you love. Um, yeah, absolutely. can be as an entrepreneur or working with a company. I think that that should be celebrated. The more people that are doing work that they love and are feeling fulfilled and it's not spilling over into the rest of their life, I just think the world would be better. That seems kind of kumbaya-ish, I guess, but um, people will just be happier. And yeah. that's that's a really good thing. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, because I've always been an entrepreneur when I had my kids who are now teenagers, scarily, um, when I had them, I, I was running a, a pretty big graphic design firm was what I, what I had before I was a coach. And, um, and it's, it's interesting. Like I remember like, and I burnt out like the story of the end of my design firm was I definitely dealt with like my own health burnout. That's what led me to coaching. And I really didn't understand that there was anything besides me being at work, which at one point was very fulfilling and me being home with the kids. And like, I just remember being so clear that my hours, that the, if the babysitter was at home, which my three kids were close in age. So we had a babysitter. If she was home, I was billable. Like, Uh right. And that was like literally how my brain worked. Like, you Uh know, I, that I would go home and get them to go to the grocery store. Like who the hell would go to the grocery store with three kids under five? Like that makes no sense. You know, if you could go by yourself (laughs) on the way home. So I eventually learned it, but, um, it's just very interesting what we do to ourselves. So I know that there are people listening um, as well as uh, current clients, actually, who took time off to be a mom, which is amazing. Yes. And are trying to find their way back to work. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned things about skills and whatnot. So I'm assuming that you have a lot to offer that person um, oh, just yeah. in terms of like what, how to start thinking about what's possible. And, you know, I, I just feel like I hear so often, but I haven't done anything in the past five years. So what do I even tell them? I do mm-hmm. talk to um, that person for a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to get up in my soapbox and give up a big hug. Um, <laughs> I love those folks who are uh, returning back to the paid workforce they have been doing. And I, I say that specifically not returning to work because you have been working. Yes. Very hard. The hardest job. Yeah. Yes. You've been working very, very hard and that should be celebrated. And so returning to the, to the paid workforce, there are so many skills and experiences that you bring from your previous paid work experience, as well as your unpaid experience that are valuable in the workforce. And what I think it starts with, instead of sitting there and being like, okay, what am I qualified to do? Figure out what it is you want to do first. Like, what is the stuff that has really given you joy and energy over the past five years? When you've been with your kids, what are the activities that you like doing with your kids? How is your brain working 
in that way? Is it that you're really love uh, having deep conversations and building relationships with with fellow moms or with with your kids? Um, is it that you've been really uh, into the creative elements of of parenthood? Uh, perhaps you've been volunteering or even taking on some project work that people forget that they did, but you took yes. on other work. Um, think about both the, the, the paid, the unpaid, the volunteer, all of that stuff. And from there, craft out, not necessarily, you have to pinpoint exactly what you want to do, but how do you want to be using your, your brain and your skills and your experience in this next stage of your career? From there, then you can start to craft your story some more around, okay, this is where I see myself going and here's why. Here are the, the core skills that I utilize on a regular basis that help me be good at that thing. Uh, and once you kind of have that story, then it's much easier to feel comfortable and confident going out and having some networking conversations, doing some informational interviews and talking with, with folks who could be at your ideal company about why they want you. Awesome. And that's the whole part of the job search, right? Is really conveying to them why they want you, but you need to own it first before you try to sell it to somebody else. It's interesting. And now that you're saying this out loud, I'm like, actually, I guess like my coaching wouldn't be so different than to an entrepreneur, because I think this is what we women do a lot is that we wait for this. We yep. sort of wait until we need to go back to work for financial reasons or for sanity reasons. And what's really intriguing about what you're sharing is it's very much, you know, doing that work. It's like life-changing. It's not like even it does. It sounds like it would be beneficial, even if in the end you decided to do something different, right? Like that, that work is just um, it's life-giving. And so it takes time. And so it, so it sounds like, you know, that that can't happen sort of from an energy of desperation. Like it takes time. It takes slowing down. It takes really doing that soul searching. And so, you know, if it's the dream you're looking for, whether it's the dream, like entrepreneurial endeavor or the dream job, sometimes we have to have like money-making things sort of separate and before, and then sort of lead into that. Cause I, I feel like when we get that bug of like, Oh, I'm ready. It's like, we want it to happen like right now, yes. but that's not quite enough time. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And the, my, the best time when people ask like, when's the best time to, to think about career coaching to think about this process? Cause, because some people do come when they're like, I need a job yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. Are there things we can do to help you get that job as quickly as possible? Sure. Like we can, we can work on your resume. We can refine, refine your interview skills and all of that. But if what you're really after is a fulfilling job and a flexible job that kind of meets your life and you don't want to go through this whole job search process again in six months because you're miserable, then giving yourself a little bit of that extra time, it doesn't have to be hard. It actually can be, it can be fun and it can be really engaging. Um, But if you give yourself even just that little bit more time to, to do this work, it's going to pay off in this next step. It's going to pay off throughout your entire life and career because you're going to have the tools to say, okay, I know what questions I need to be asking myself. I know how to think about researching and learning about this path before I go down it. Yes. Once you have that, like you're you're set because you're gonna you're gonna make better decisions for for your your life, for your family's life, for your career. Um, no one can make a perfect decision, but when you have good tools in your tool belt, 
you can make a better one. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, in a sense, this is all, you know, we're talking about planning here. This is like literally yeah. planning. <laughs> and I always exactly. say planning is just deciding in advance. So it's like, you're, you're really, well, as you said, you're like crafting this new story and you're deciding what you really want for yourself and for your family and for your future. And as you said, like people come to you an inflection point. So I can tell you <laughs> that my desire to work, um, like in the different phases of my kids' ages has been very actually in flux. Um, Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, I will share with everyone that I felt much more inclined to work when my kids were young. Mm -hmm. And as they became teenagers, I really wanted to be home in the Mm -hmm. afternoons. Like, right. So, I mean, you never, you never know. (laughs) Like we think that it's like they grow and like, you know, they're out and no, that's not always true. Uh I've heard that from a lot of people that, They were totally fine. This is the case for me, actually, too. I was fine working. Um, I was had a pretty decent commute and was working like for an organization for several years. When my kids were babies, they were at daycare. And that's how kind of daycare was set up um, yeah. to do more like the nine to five hours. My big goal was that when my son went to kindergarten, I wanted to be able to put him on the bus and get him off the bus while doing work that I loved. That's what I wanted to do. I started thinking about it when he was like two and everyone thought I was kind of nuts. They were like, he's not going to go into kindergarten for the three years. I'm like, yep, but I'm going to plan for it now. (laughs) That's amazing. And I'm sure as my kids start to get a little bit older, things are going to shift again. And I think being open to the fact that life does shift, our needs do shift. And when we plan the best we can for those shifts, and then also just take take a pause for ourselves and like check in like okay what do I really want and need from this stage how have my criteria shifted then you can make the choices that best align with that well and I think the most important thing that you've shared and where I try to come from as much as possible here too is like it's what you want right like so you're planning from what you want no matter what stage it is and I think so often as women we end up more responding to what's given to us. And that Mm -hmm. causes a lot of stress because, you know, we're shuffling to get to practice when we don't really have full permission to do so, you know, to go pick up a kid when we don't have full permission or we're white lying and saying they're sick or like whatever. And that just Mm -hmm. weighs on us over time. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I think just owning what you actually want and need and stating it out loud and then finding the right place that's going to appreciate that yeah the stress starts to melt away the guilt the shame starts to go away because you've given yourself permission to say what you want and then you're you're going you're going to get it yeah i love that so and has covid helped do you find that covid has helped um biz companies be more flexible you know or is it has It really has. Um, And it's a strange thing to say. I think about this all the time over the past two years or so um, that there's no silver lining of COVID. I'm not going to ever say there is because it was hugely destructive. And I think the one thing that has come out of it is that people have employers were forced into the situation of saying, okay, people have to work remotely. And not every industry, certainly, but it happened in a lot of different industries. And they were pushed along into something that maybe they weren't ready for. Yeah. But then they saw employees 
doing great work at home. They saw employees like managing and integrating their work and life in different ways, but still getting the results. So this results focused mentality, I think, has has pushed things along <laughs> further um, with employers. And that's why I think it's a, a really good time for people who are after that fulfilling job that allows them the flexibility they need. This is a good time to yep. be figuring out what that is for you and then and then going after it because there's so many different ways of getting work done. You talk a lot to entrepreneurs, which is a fabulous way to do this because if you have an entrepreneurial mindset and those are the... Um, types of, of skills and activities that, that give you energy and you have a, a population that you want to serve and you have an idea on how to solve that problem. Amazing. If you, if entrepreneurship just isn't your bag, because it's not for everyone, no. you can find companies that are remote only and, re, and more results focused than FaceTime focused, or they have a hybrid work schedule, or perhaps you're on the, the West coast and you're working for an East Coast company, so your time has shifted uh, a little bit. There's so many different ways to look at this yep. that that there that existed before, but just the opportunities are much more expanded now because companies are more open to it. Yeah, awesome. And I, I love that you start with with uh, with the, a person building their story of really what they want and you know what the ideal situation would look like, um, because I really believe in that as a tool, and also because it's that that is super interesting to me about this time too, because I just think well, I heard the story the other day of a friend of mine who is a manager and has a team under her, and two of her team members had babies in the first three months of COVID, mm-hmm. and now they were opening back up the office, and these two women had eighteen months old babies and had never had to get childcare. Like they literally did the yes. whole thing with babies because that's just how they had to like respond mm-hmm. to the moment. And so when I think of like somebody else who like at you know three months, which is awful that we have to do that. But at three months, you know, figuring out how to get back. Um, I, I feel like one of the things that we showed ourselves is what we're capable of, which okay. I think even sometimes as women, we, for, we forget like, mm-hmm. you know, th- that we can do all, we can have it all. Like we can not all at the same time. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and we have to make boundaries and we have to have different structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really can ha- like be really good mothers and find work we love and take good care of ourselves and not, you know, be always running around 24 seven. And I think, I think we forget, like, that's not, that's not modeled for many of us. Yeah. And I love that you said it because I think there's oftentimes a lot of pushback against like the have it all like mentality, but I am of the, in the boat of saying like, yeah, I think we can have it all if you, as long as you define what having it all means looks like yeah. for, you. for you. Yes, exactly. For you, for you. For you personally, like, um, and it's going to be different to everyone. So you decide what your having it all looks like. Well, who is, what's the, the type of career that you want? What is the, your monetary goals? What are your, your family's goals? Kind of parents are, because there's lots of different good ways to parent. Too, yeah. what well, kind of parent is, is right for you and figure out what those things are. And then is it going to be perfect all the time? No. Are you going to have like everything perfect? I don't use the word balance like ever. We're going to ever have perfect, perfect balance. No. But when you take ownership of those things that you want and need, and then be strategic and be intentional about making yeah. a plan to go after them. Yeah. It, it's, it's possible. It's not perfect, but it's possible. 
I love that. And I just want to clarify, like, cause I certainly had moments when, um, <laughs> I've at the beginning, I feel like at the, when I was sort of in between my design company and, and becoming a coach, I had these moments where like, I wanted all into work. And then I was like, no, I want to be all a mom. And, huh? and, and then I was like, actually, I really don't. And so I feel like there's a lot of guilt on both sides. Like we all experience it on both sides. So just acknowledging that like to want to work from nine to five is not bad. Like that oh. there's not like, you don't have to want to be at the bus at three, like that you oh. could want the neighbor to always do that, or your spouse to always do that, or a sitter to always do that, or for the kids to stay till six, like anything, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Not at all. And those are some of the things that I've heard from people that they do like to have, like get off the bus and that's a little, or it's just a common theme. Yes. That's not not right or wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And it can change, can change. We can experience it and be like, wait a second, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, actually I'm really rushed. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's actually like, it's not, it's not benefiting my, my career goals. It's not benefiting my kids because I'm stressed out. Uh, Yeah. Okay, fine. Like, that's good. Like what's your criteria then you want to work for this amount of hours and actually work fully outside of the home, like working, not working remotely doesn't work for you because yeah. you're not able to get that separation. Good. Let's yeah. figure out, find you a job that is, and gives you that separation and allows you to come back and then be exactly the parent you want to be when you're back home. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Uh, there's, there's so many ways to do this, right? Yeah. Oh, so many ways. Okay. So for the person who decides uh, what they want and is getting clearer on, you know, what fulfillment looks like to, you know, imperfectly, right. Like just what, what it is, what, what are the, what are the best next steps? Like how is going online? Like how, how do you, how do you find places that, that serve some of your criteria? Like how do you find those good places and and know that they care about flexibility? Is that something companies lead with now or yeah, that's so a, this is coming from a person who hasn't looked for a job in a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, really, it's a really good question. And um, there's kind of four stages that I, I go through with people um, as they're trying to figure this out, like to get to the fulfillment and flexibility. One is the uncover, which is the things we just talked about, like uncovering what, what this truly means to you. What do you want and need and figuring out where your career sweet spot is. Uh, the next part is kind of doing that, uh, crafting your career criteria. What do you actually need? What are those things that are really holding meaning to you? The the third part is around exploration. And that is doing some online searches because some companies are going to be much more open about what their their flexibility policies are, how they do their work. Some of that's going to be included right on their website because people are pushing for that to be more transparent. So that's good. Uh, but part of that process also is, is talking with people. And I'm not going to ever force, force any of my clients to go to like an awkward wine and cheese mixer <laughs> because I think there can be really awful. Um, but you can have really valuable one-to-one conversations with people who have worked at these companies. Ask them the right questions based on your criteria to pressure test out whether this is the right fit for you. And you could have conversations like this with with friends and family who might know people at those companies who have worked at those companies. Don't discount the people that you already know who are in your existing circle to ask them questions and then get introductions to people. And people get all kinds of nervous when I talk about networking, but really it's just building relationships, asking questions, 
It's can be one-to-one, have a 15-minute conversation on the phone with someone. You don't even have to do a Zoom. You can get so much out of that conversation that will help you either keep a company on your list or, or cross it off. So when I talk about kind of that research and exploration phase, it is doing some online research. It, it's a lot of talking with people. It's very little just going to the job boards yes. because that only gives you a moment in time of what job happens to be open instead of really understanding and appreciating what are the possibilities within a company because things can change so fast. And I would rather them be a understand that this company is right for them and then be connected in with a job that actually is the right fit through conversations. I love that because I feel like they're, I I mean, I've actually watched this happen just in flow um, where someone decides that they want to switch jobs or are ready to leave, you know, leave home and get a paid job. And I love that language, by the way. And, um, and it becomes about the job boards. It becomes a numbers game and it's deflating because like you can send out like 30 of those blankly and blindly and, you know, the wrong person sees it and nothing can happen with it, even if it's a great fit, or you might not even know that it's the wrong fit, or, you know, you have no idea sort of what's happened that way. And I just feel like I love the way you're describing it because I, I, I really believe in the more we can build ourselves up, the more we can get done. Yes. Um, and it just feels like a very aligned, you know, your built up way. Yeah. And it gives you some control back yeah. of this process. Like I tend to be a little bit of a control freak. I like to, I remember that like when I was like wanting to, I relate this back to like wanting to have kids and like, like, okay, I want to have kids now. So like, I want to like start having kids now. And when it didn't happen, in the exact right timeline, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. I don't have any control. So yeah. I kind of relate it back to this process and like, okay, what I understand if you want to have control, what can you take control over? Yes. You can take control over your research, over your conversations, getting more yeses than nos in the informational conversation space than just firing off applications and hoping for the best. Um, I like to find ways for people to get that control back. I love that. All right. Have I missed anything? I feel like we didn't talk much about money, which I'm sure is a sticky point for women. Oh, but... good one. Good one. <laughs> we talk we talk about it when we do when we go through um, the the crafting process of thinking about your career criteria is figuring out how much money you you want and need and yeah. getting real about that because sometimes we start crossing ideas off our list because oh that wouldn't make enough money. Um, but actually, do you know what that salary potentially could be? Do you know what your salary needs really are? Do you know what's actually most important? Is it, is it the benefits? Is it the salary? Is it something else? So uh, when I work with people in my program, we, we break down the money question because it tends to open up possibilities and, yeah. and also, and then cross some things off. If they really aren't the right fit, fine. Let's find things that are, are best aligned that meet some of your financial requirements. Yeah. And I love also your focus on results for that, because one of the things that I just, I think as women that we do, it's like, I can see, I can just like imagine somebody who's listening, (laughs) like getting a job and, you know, really knowing like one of the things I knew early on was like, I can most certainly do in four days what I used to do in five. Like that was a Mm -hmm. big lesson I learned when I had kids, like there is no need to work Fridays was my lesson at the very beginning. Now uh-huh. I sort of shifted that day around, but, um, so 
So, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily worth less money. Right. You know, it's because it's a result. Like I can produce the same results in four days than I could in five days when I, you know, wasn't a mother. I don't know. I don't know what happens when you're a mother, but like I became like the multitasker and I could just get things done faster. And I was older, I was efficient, like whatever it is. And um, so I feel like that's a lot of times also where it's like, no, you could still have the salary and like leave an hour early every day or still have the salary and not work on Fridays. Like it doesn't. Yep, absolutely. Have to do with that as much as we think. No, it really doesn't. Um, and I think understanding what that what that number is to you, what's behind that number, what what do you want to do with that money? Yes. Uh, what are the really goals helps. that you have? That really helps. And then you can advocate for yourself more effectively because you have more more stake in the game of that of that of that number. And have, identifying results focused organizations who really just want you to get the work done really well. And then we'll pay you well for that. Like, that's awesome. But if you're willing to, when you look at the number and you're like, I've always wanted to work in a nonprofit setting, but I don't think it's enough money. Let's do a little bit of research and figure out what that money number is. And if it meets your needs. And for some people, they do take a little bit of a a slight pay cut, but they end up having so much more overall fulfillment that it's worth it and worth its weight in gold. So figuring figuring that part out is really important. So good. All right. I'm glad I asked that. Is there anything else I've missed? <laughs> oh, we've covered so much good stuff. Um, I, I think, know. Um, the, the last thing I would probably just mention is that uh, I talked about kind of the three, the four different stages we talked about, uncover, craft, uh, explore. And the last one I really talk about it is, is planning. And yeah. because some people will jump right to their resume, jump right to the job applications. And I suggest doing those other steps first. Because then once you get to the plan stage of feeling really strategic about your resume, about your cover letter, about your LinkedIn, you're going to know your story so much better. You're going to be telling it so much more effectively that you can, it's easy to write it down on paper and to be able to be more effective with your job search if you have all of the other steps done first. So you, you get to the plan and you get to execute the plan, but doing that other, those other steps first make all the difference. Well, and it, they make it more efficient and more enjoyable. I love that. And yeah. it means that like every woman is really entrepreneurial because that whole process is very entrepreneurial. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. easier about the job. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Sure. I always say that we are entrepreneurial, us women. Yeah. All right. So tell us how we find you. Yeah. Um, so I my website is BeccaCarnahan.com. My name. Yep. Um, so for anyone who's interested in, in learning more about this, if you're kind of your wheels are starting to turn about fulfilling work and flexible work and finding what that means to you. Um, On my website, you can find more about the career clarity program, which is those four steps I just walked through. We do all of that online and we do it through group group coaching and online. So you can find more about it at BeccaCarnahan.com. My social links are there too. If you want to follow me on on Instagram or, or LinkedIn. So, so amazing. I'm so glad that we had you here and we will put all those links into the show notes so that everybody can easily go access them. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, good. All right. Bye y'all. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And here's the thing. I know that you have big goals. I know that you have things that you're wanting to bring into your life that feel huge, 
but the action itself doesn't have to be that big. In fact, we have found over and over again that it's consistency that always wins, consistency of the little things that add up over time. So we always share one doable change so that you can really lean into it, play with it, make it yours, make it fit into your week. And I just said we share one doable change. We actually share three, but we ask you to pick one of them. All right. From every interview we do. So here are three from my conversation with Becca. Number one, define fulfillment. What skills do you want to use on a regular basis? Who do you want to surround yourself with? What impact do you want to make? What factors play into fulfillment from a job perspective and from a life perspective? Try journaling about these questions to get a clearer sense of what fulfillment really looks like to you. And this, my friends, is a good doable change, whether you're looking for a job or not. Such a good question or a set of questions that you could ask yourself over the course of a week. Number two, ask for the flexibility you need. First, define what flexible means. Do you want to get your kid off the bus every day? Do you want Fridays off during the summer? Do you want to work from home on certain days? Do you want days with no meetings? Get really clear on what you want, and then you can ask for it. And once you really know what you want, when you ask, you will ask in a whole different way than when you're a little bit foggy and a little uncertain of what it is that you really want. Number three, look ahead. Becca knew that she wanted something different when her son started kindergarten, and she's ahead of all the other changes as her kids get older, right? She's anticipating the changes. So what life changes are looming? How might these affect your work? Can you plan for that now? Start by looking one to five years ahead and write down the changes you see. Maybe talk to people who are a little ahead of you, right? Their kids are a little bit older. What's happening? How do you want things to work? What might flexibility look like in that situation? What steps could you take today to move in that direction? And I will tell you that one of the things that was most surprising to me is how much more I wanted to be home and available after school as my kids got older. Like I thought in the teenage years, I would want to step back and I actually wanted to step in more. And I think I would have known that more if I had have spoken to more people who were ahead of me and really in alignment with my values. So ask around and definitely find people who are in alignment with your values when you do that. All right. Those are three really good doable changes. So if you're wanting to play around with each one, just make space for it. Maybe do one a week for the next three weeks or schedule them into your calendar in a time that really makes sense. All right. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. And if this was particularly useful, do share it with a friend. Find someone who you know is looking for work or looking for their next move and see if this podcast would be something they're interested in listening to. All right. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, 
Share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 